Welcome to the Page of Our Lives podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Leslie Stewart. Each week, my co-host and dear friend, Paige Evanson, and I take a page from our own lives or the life of an inspiring friend and give you the close notes. We are excited to kick off a new month on the Page of Our Lives. It's November, and that means Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So to help us get in a thankful mood, we're going to spend all month examining what it means to be grateful. This month, we'll be looking at what gratitude does for our mind, body, and spirit, and we'll talk to special guests who are living lives from a grateful point of view. We'll even share our top 10 ways to show gratitude to someone in your life, and we'll have a little gratitude challenge we want to invite you to participate in this month. So let's jump in and turn the page to find out what gratitude does for our mind, body, and spirit on today's episode of The Page of Our Lives. Well, hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Page of Our Lives. I'm one of your hosts, Leslie Stewart, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Paige Evanson. Hi, Paige. How are you today? Oh, it's chilly today, Leslie. We both have sweatshirts on. I know, finally, right? I, I thought yes. I'd never get to wear a sweatshirt here in Texas. What's but the temperature? I think it's like mid mid to low 60s. We had a bunch of rain okay. overnight, so it cooled everything down. And it was really windy, this storm we got in. And I let the dog out this morning, and half my pots on the back porch had blown over. So I had a big old mess to clean mm. up early this morning, but that's okay. I'm grateful for the cooler temps and getting to wear a sweatshirt finally. I'm so ready for cool weather. So, and it's the beginning of a new month with this episode. We are launching into November and I know we've just wrapped up a really powerful month um, on the show where we've been talking about lies that we believe. And we've heard from so many of our listeners about how that particular series has really impacted them. It's made them think about a lot of the lies Mm -hmm. that they listen to, um, and what they need to be doing to replace those lies. And so one of the things that we felt like would be really important to kind of pivot from the the idea of lies is to talk about the importance of gratitude. Yes. So all month long, that's going to be our focus. We're going to be focusing in November on gratitude and how it changes your attitude. <laughs> and I think as we head into the holiday season and a lot of just sort of the stressors that can come with that and the feeling, sometimes feeling overcommitted or maybe underappreciated, it can be really hard to find our gratitude in the midst of a very busy season of life. And so we want to be very intentional this month on the show to talk about gratitude and I'm really excited because on today's show, Paige is going to share with us some things that she has been uncovering as she's been researching gratitude. And specifically, we're going to talk today about what happens to our bodies when we're grateful. What specifically happens to our mind, our body, and our spirit? Um, Because gratitude not only changes our attitude, it has the ability to actually change our mind and change our physical bodies. And so I'm super excited to jump into this today. So Paige, are you feeling grateful for this episode today? (laughs) I am. I'm going to try to not be such a chatty Kathy, but I have a lot that I've been learning this month on just in the, just a quick, even Google search. I'm like, man, I really, I like to think of myself as a grateful person or, or at least that's what I want to come across as. But really, when I wake up first thing in the morning, I'm not necessarily as grateful as I probably could be. I'm not like, 
oh, yay, I get to take the dogs out. Oh, I'm so glad I woke up five times. That's so wonderful. No problem. I'm so glad my internet went out when we tried to record this for the first time. That's great. So good. I love hearing my my kids have to say, we have no Wi-Fi. What are we going to do now? Oh, I know. I know. And I think it's interesting how this particular topic of gratitude is something that I think it's so easy for us to lose sight of what we have and what we have to be grateful for. Because it's it's just easier. I think it, our our nature is just to notice what's not what notice what's missing. Notice what's yes. less than. Notice where we feel like we're lacking or we're falling short in. And so as we shift into this idea of you know replacing these lies that we've been talking about with the truth, and part of that truth is being grateful for right. what we have and what God's done in our lives. And so. I want to jump right into this by first just asking you, like, um, you've already told us it's not every day that you wake up feeling grateful. I would have to admit myself included. I think most of our listeners would say, yeah, I don't like jump out of the bed and be like, thank you for breath in my lungs and thank you for legs I can stand on and thank you that I get to like go make breakfast. And I mean, I just don't know anybody that really, you know, greets the day that way. So, but I think we all desire to be more grateful. And so I want to hear from you, like, what have you learned about the importance of gratitude in general? What have you learned about that? Well, I have learned that it is something that it does not take very long. You can actually probably in 30 seconds a day or less, you can start rewiring your brain and with simple acts of gratitude or even saying three things that you're grateful for. It's amazing how it will switch your mindset. So I have learned, oh my goodness, there's just so many things. I'm going to try to not be um, too wordy today, but one of the things that I have like a list of things that happen when you're grateful. And so I've been trying this. I've been trying to be cognizant of when I wake up in the morning, I want to be I want to be frustrated and typically it's because I haven't gotten a good night's sleep. That that number 1 can be a trigger. But if I will reframe it and just immediately think like I've have to have and I've been working on this, I have to tell myself name three things. Name three things. Mm. And even if they're dumb like you have shoes to put on before you go walk the dogs. You do actually have coffee that you can make. And um, you have a sweatshirt or you have a jacket or you have a roof over your head. Like I'm blown away by how ungrateful my attitude can be and then how quickly I can switch that. And it doesn't have to be that I have something super major that um, to be grateful for. Sometimes it's just going back to the very simple things of I've got shoes, I've got coffee, I've got a sweatshirt that I can put on. So And then one of the books that I read this past week was, it was called Your Brain is Always Listening by Dr. Daniel Amen. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend following him on all the social channels or YouTube. I'm still digging into a lot of his stuff, but I've been super convicted by a lot of what he has to say. He's a, a therapist and he talks a lot about, he studies the brain. That's been his passion. And he calls it like, you've got to squash the ants first thing. And the ants are your automatic negative thinking. Mm. And our brains tend to go to automatically to thinking something negative. 
Do you feel that way, Leslie? Do oh, you- for sure. It's always easy to see what, like I just said a minute ago, it's so much easier to see what's missing or what's lacking than it is to see what you already have. Right. Right. So he talks about killing those ants and I'll go into those in just a minute, what the automatic negative thinking, he kind of names specific ants that we need to kill. But um, a few things that I did find, uh, just a quick Google search told me all of these things, how gratitude alleviates depression, how gratitude helps reduce anger problems. Um, gratitude, it does help foster a healthier sleep pattern. Grateful people tend to sleep better. Mm. Um, gratitude improves mental vitality. Uh, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. People tend to like you more when you're grateful and how gratitude increases our mental strength, um, that we have, it fosters like resilience. You tend to be a more resilient person when you're a grateful person. So let's break these down a little bit and talk them through gratitude, alleviating depression. So I cannot say that I'm a naturally depressed per, like I don't, that's not something I've ever been diagnosed with or struggle with. I know that that is a real problem for a lot of people is depression. And especially I feel like coming out of COVID, being isolated, um, absolutely, it's very easy to fall into um, being depressed and with the winter coming up too. I grew up in Florida. And so I know that helps a lot, the sunshine and vitamin D and warmer weather. Being in South Carolina, we do experience the winter and experience a longer season of winter. And it can just make you sad. It really can make you sad and feeling depressed. So, but what I've learned from Dr. Daniel Amen and a lot of Google searches, honestly, is that to look for something to be grateful for. So what about you, Leslie? Is, is depression something that you've struggled with or walked through in different seasons? Um, not particularly, but I would say I've learned that, um, you know, I have pockets of, of seasons in my life where it's been harder to kind of see the positive. Um, right. But I also, I have found like for me, routine is one of those ways that helps keep my mind in a much healthier place. So okay. what are your routines? Like what's like, your, what do you do in the morning? Getting up about the same time every day and mm-hmm. um, making my bed. I've mentioned that on this show before. <laughs> making my bed brings me a lot of joy. I'm grateful for having a bed to make. Um, reading my Bible and doing my daily devotion, that rhythm every day helps kind of reframe my mind and put me in the right perspective. Um, listening to music while I work, that helps me a lot. Um, you know, just being consistent, walk, take, taking a daily walk, I think, be, again, your point about getting outside um, and getting in the sunshine, all of those things help contribute to my overall sort of mental health and well-being, talking with yeah. a friend. Um, these are all things that I do to kind of help keep my mind in a healthy place. Yes. Um, and so I love that you talked about like how you know, gratitude can, you know, it helps us sleep better. I mean, yes. I just like, uh, hopefully I'm not sharing too much, but my husband's going through kind of a tough season right now. And, um, I know that his sleep has been really disrupted through this, through this season that he's in. And one of the things that we're talking about is what are, what's going well in your life? Like, is there anything that you can point out that, brings you joy, 
that has gone easy for you today that has um, maybe been a bright spot that you, an unexpected, you know, joy in your day, a a bright spot or whatever. And when I've helped him kind of think through some of those things and he's starting to kind of like, just this morning he came in my office and it was the first time we really had a chance to connect today because he left for an appointment and I left early to take the kids to school. And then we kind of reconvened at the house and he came in and he like, first thing out of his mouth is he was just like complaining about a situation with his job. And it's the same complaint that he's had for months. Mm -hmm. And I finally just said like, what about this situation is yours to change? Like what, what do you own in this situation? What are you responsible for? And he's like, I'm not responsible for any of it. He's like, I'm doing the part that I can control, but it's all these other people and their issues that are, are, you know, negatively impacting me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, nobody's, nobody's asking you to take on those other people's responsibilities, but yet you and kind of your personality, you want to take it on because, and I, and I get that about him. Like he wants to, he wants to see resolution with this, but the reality is like, it's not his job to bring resolution to it. It's somebody else's responsibility to do that. And so when I just talked to him about this idea of, uh, and I think I've mentioned on the show before about staying in your hula hoop, it's this idea of like, each of us have a hula hoop that we live in. Okay. And there are things that happen that can cause our hula hoop to get rattled, like this situation in his job, right? But the reality is what's happening within his, in his hula hoop isn't being rattled. It's something outside of his hula hoop that's rattling his hula hoop. Yeah. But the best place to stay is in your hula hoop <laughs> while, <laughs> while the rattling hoop. is happening. Because when yes. we try to get out of our hula hoop and go like, dig in on somebody else's problem that's not ours to solve, it just gets us into such a place of depression and anxiety and worry and stress when it's ultimately not our responsibility to manage. And so staying in your hula hoop, I think is kind of a better way of saying like sticking to your routines, sticking sticking with where you know um, to be successful. I think all of those things help to add to our gratitude and help us find right. what we have to be grateful for. Oh, it's so, it is so true. When we get out of our lane, um, it, it's like that whole saying comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. And I have also read a lot this week about you become what you behold. Mm. And so if you are beholding things or, and whatever you focus on is also going to grow And so as I've been learning about gratitude, I've been trying to reframe my mind, like what can I focus on right now um, to be grateful for? And I'm telling you, this is not like a one and done thing either. Like it's sometimes I've got to do this morning, afternoon, and night. Sometimes I have to do it morning, mid-morning, and late morning. And then I have to do it again come lunchtime. And then I have to text somebody and tell them I'm thinking about them and I'm grateful for them. Like, man, I did not realize how screwed up our brains are until I started eating this stuff. And I'm, I'm anyway, I'm totally convicted about being more grateful and being intentionally grateful, like looking for the things that I can be grateful about. Yeah. I think when you're, especially if we kind of touch on what we've talked about last month with lies and how, you know, we're thinking these things like this situation's never going to change, or this all depends on me, or I'm too much, or I'm not enough, or I can't forgive this person. Like when we're in that kind of negative self-talk, 
believing those lies, if we can stop and just say like, what's one thing I'm grateful for right now? Right. What's one thing like it can be, it can be a tangible thing. Like we've talked about coffee or yeah, a cozy sweatshirt to put on. It could be the fact that like you have a dear friend who you know is praying for you in this situation. Whatever it is, find one thing in that moment. And I think when we begin to reframe our minds, it really does shift our attitudes to being more grateful. I also think gratitude is like a muscle. Like, yes, you can't be a grateful person if you're not exercising gratefulness, right? right? So if you're not intentionally, you just said this, if we're not intentionally practicing gratitude, and yep. looking for ways to be grateful and thankful for what what we have in our lives, um, I think we it, it's kind of a lost cause. It's like, oh, I I lifted these weights on Monday and expecting by Tuesday I'm going to be like yes. a beefcake. Well, it doesn't work like that. You know, it takes time and discipline and and commitment and routine to build this muscle of gratitude. I also um, I read in this devotional book. Um, by Sandra Stanley. It's called Comparison Trap. She has this phrase, and I love it. It says, the shortcut to contentment is gratitude. And I think a lot of times what steals our gratitude is the fact that we're not content in our situation, yeah. right? Where you just said comparison is the thief of joy. It's the same same idea that the quickest way to get to having a grateful heart is to see where where are you already content in your life? Right. And to ask the Lord to help you be more content um, in this season. And so I know as we kind of dig into this month, we have some exciting guests we're going to have on to help us talk about um, being more intentional with our gratitude. And they're going to share their specific stories about how their lives have been changed by being more grateful. And oh, I, I think can't wait for everybody they're to hear so the different. Their stories are very different. And one is a story of pursuing intentional gratitude as a right. way of thanking others for right. the impact that they've had in, in, the, in this person's life. And the other one is, is, has learned how to pursue gratitude as a way of dealing with grief. Right. And I think both of these stories are so important because there's a there's there's tangible ways that we can be and show gratitude towards others, but there's also ways that gratitude I think heals us of yes. hurts and disappointments and areas where we feel like we're lacking. Right. Well, that's kind of like I wanted to before we wrap up this episode back to those automatic negative thinking like the ants. Yeah. And I don't know if Leslie, have you ever had an ant infestation in your house? Like where? Yes. Like unfortunately. Sugar yes. ants, or yes, those black, and it's like they multiply like crazy until you get some something that kills them all. Yes, finally, and you re- you remove the problem. So what those I kind of wanted I want to touch on this, and most everybody you're just going to have to listen to or read Dr. Daniel Amen's book on um on the brain. Your brain is all, always listening, but he talked about these ants that you can. Um, to challenge your thoughts, these challenge a hundred of your worst thoughts and how, when you challenge them, how that can actually start to heal you. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the ants and see if you can resonate with any of these, the all or nothing ants, 
Like <laughs> you start thinking it's either always this way or it's mm-hmm. never going to work out, you know, or you're, you're all or nothing. And he talks about like, um, they're dragons in your head. Like you've got these dragons that are fire breathing dragons trying to kill you. And this is how, um, you're going to tame them. So with the all or nothing ants, they fuel a judgmental dragon. Like they Mm. make you very judgy of other people and on your situations and stuff. Another one was less than ants. Like they fuel abandoned, invisible, insignificant, or inferior or flawed dragons. Like those feelings that you have. So when you think of less than or just the bad ants, um, when you're always thinking about just the bad things Mm. that are going on, in your head, um, guilt beating ants, they fuel should and shaming dragons. Like when you have thoughts in your head of you're feeling guilty about things all the time, you know, all the time. Um, labeling ants are, they fuel your should shaming and judgmental dragons as well. Um, fortune telling ants. And I love the, the fortune telling was like saying things are going to predicting the worst outcome. Mm. Um, when you don't have evidence that there's going to be something bad, but you're, you're predicting something awful is going to happen. Uh, another one was mind reading ants where like you're trying to read, um, believing that, you know, what others are thinking, even though they haven't told you. So you're constantly mind reading other people. Um, and then there was a couple more that if, if only, and I'll be happy when mm. ants, when you start thinking the thoughts of if only this will happen, or I'll be happy when I lose weight, I'll be happy whenever my husband does this, I'll be happy when my children, or, um, if only this would happen, X, Y, Z would, I'd be happy then. Those are all ants that you need to kill. And then blaming ants, um, like you're blaming other uh, blaming someone else for your problems, blaming, and all of these types of ants are things that are basically killing our ability to be grateful. So, and ant stands for automatic, automatic negative, negative thinking. thinking. Okay. Yeah. And so you want to kill those automatic negative thoughts that you have to guilt or label or blame or um, if only or just you're only thinking about the bad things or all or nothing. You want to kill those ants. And the quickest way to do that is with gratitude. So how do you do that? So, for instance, the all or nothing. Let's just attack. Uh, I'm trying to think which one. Uh, that's not one that I super struggle with all or nothing. I'm kind of like a little bit is better than nothing. I probably struggle with if only, and I'll be happy when. Mm. Okay. So that is something that I, that that's one of the ants that I think, well, if only my house was in order, I'll be happy. Mm. If only I had this amount of money or I'll be happy when I have all of my bills paid off, my mortgage is paid off all of my vehicles. I'll be, I'll be happy then I'll, be at peace. And so I have to squash that ant because what if those things don't happen? Mm. So if those things don't happen, then I'll never reach a point of satisfaction. So I have to tell myself, no, you have things to be grateful for today. You have a, a, a smart mind. You are have a husband that is working hard to help pay for things. You have an ability to work as well. Like I have to control those things and find that, hey, you have a life that a lot of people wish that they had. Yeah. You need to be grateful 
that all of your children are healthy right now. They are learning. They are growing. Um, you you have animals. A lot of people, they'd love to have an animal. Stop whining and complaining about them all the time. Um, there's a lot of women who wish they had a husband. Yeah. And they wish they had a husband that would provide for them and take care of them and think that they're smoking hot on a regular basis. You know, <laughs> like those are things like I know it sounds stupid and silly and I'll roll my eyes at them. But I am learning to reframe my situation instead of thinking, if only X, Y, Z happened, I'll be happy. I'm learning to say, no, what do I have to be happy for right now? Mm. And find my satisfaction, number one, ultimately in the Lord, because he created us with a deep longing, ultimately that's for him. Mm. And we think that if I would just have this certain thing or this person would act this certain way, I would be happy. And the Lord's like, no, 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 no. You're finding your satisfaction in something that can dissipate. Whereas I really want you to find your satisfaction in me and seek ye first me, (laughs) seek seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. Mm. But when we flip that script around and we seek all of the things first, I don't know. We're just, we find ourselves more miserable. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's what it looks like in my life. I I switched the script in my head and I go back to God's word and I'm like, okay, God, what do I have to be grateful for today? And then often he'll drop a scripture like Philippians two, where it says, do all things without grumbling or complaining. And I'm like, okay, ouch, that one hurts my little heart. So I need to do these dishes without grumbling and complaining. I need to walk these dogs without grumbling and complaining. And thank you, God, that I have legs. Thank you, God, that I have dishes. Thank you, God, I have soap. (laughs) All the things. So that's what it looks like in my life. What about you, Leslie? What does it look like? What does it look like for you to express gratitude? What ant do you need to kill? Gosh, um... I would say that that one's a that's one that I could relate to as well. The if then, you know, if blank, if then I'll be happy. If only, then I'll be happy. I think that's one for me too. Um, you know, I, I think I'll just go back to what I said earlier, like <clears throat> pausing long enough to kind of listen to your own self-talk, I think right. has been very key for me in recognizing, am I helping myself with what I'm thinking right now? Or am I hurting myself further with what I'm thinking right now? And what do I need to do to get back to a place of having a heart that's content and having a heart that's grateful for where I'm at right now? And recently, like just this week, um, I I have to be super honest with you. Social media has been kind of rough for me lately. And I just, just because there's just a lot of opportunity when you spend a lot of time on social media, there's a lot of opportunity for, to play the comparison game Oh yeah. and to feel like, oh, if only I had X, then I'd be nope. happy. Right. And so I've had to take social media off my phone this week. I felt like okay. the Lord was like, take it off your phone. It's not leading you down a path of peace and joy and contentment. And so I've done that. And I have to be honest with you. It's only been a couple of days, but I'm already feeling lighter and better because I'm not having these voices just, and it's not anybody on social media's fault. It's my own insecurities when I get out there and I'm feeling less than 
about something in my life, looking at other people's lives doesn't help me feel better about my life. <laughs> if you're not inspired by them, I'm then not, it's probably- in fact, I don't, I'm not inspired. I leave like, well, why even bother? Because all these okay. other people have That's figured it out. They're yeah. all doing it and I don't yeah. even need to bother. Right. <clears throat> and I'm trying to go after some big things in my life right now. And so it's really easy for me to say like, I'm just going to quit because it's too hard. Uh So quieting the noise of comparison is really important right now for me. And and being grateful for this season that I'm in. I I am in a season where I'm able to really pursue some things that I've been dreaming about and be intentional about my time with them and not getting distracted by the fact that I'm not where I ultimately want to be yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Being grateful for the season that I'm in and knowing that I'll get wherever I'm supposed to go. That's the other thing. I think about that verse you talked about, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Well, we're really good about making the list of, oh, here's all the things I want you to add to me, God, right? Like- Yeah. The finances, the house, the car, the this, the that, the whatever, the husband, the kid, the dream job, whatever the thing is, right? What I think is so interesting is that when we really truly start seeking first the kingdom, that list of all these things, it might not look the way you originally thought it was going to look. Right. Because I think when our hearts are really in tune with seeking what God has for us, it doesn't always look like what we want for us. Right. But at the end of the day, the thing that he wants for us is going to always bring us more joy, more contentment, more gratitude, more peace, more kindness, more love, more thankfulness than anything that we might maybe try to fill in that all these things list with. So, well, and I think in closing, when I looked up that verse, it was in Matthew 6, where it talks about seeking, but seek Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And then verse 34 is, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so when it, in that whole, not to, I don't want to take a verse out of context, but that whole verse of seek ye first, it comes in a section under do not be anxious. Mm-hmm. And anytime we're anxious, typically anxiety comes from seeking all these things that we're worried about and not necessarily seeking God first and being grateful for where he is. So I, I guess that's kind of in summing up, if we want to flip the script on our anxiety We've got to, number one, seek God first, but then be grateful for what he's already given us. Yeah. And then watch what happens. So Leslie and I are going to kind of challenge each other (laughs) and we're going to challenge you to, to start small with writing down three things that you're grateful for. And for bonus points every day, every day for the month of November. We Mm -hmm. want to create a new habit. And one of the things I've learned is if you want to create a habit, you need to stack it on top of a habit you already have. So for instance, if you have a habit of every morning making your bed while you're making your bed, think at least think it in your head. Bonus if you actually write it down, but think what are the three things you're grateful for? Or if you're brewing your coffee or you pee first thing in the morning, I don't know what, whatever your first morning routine is, attach your gratefulness to that thing. Okay. Because if you attach it to something you already do, then you're more likely to stick with it. So we're going to challenge each other and we're going to challenge you to write down 
I, I mean, I, re- I really think there's something when you write it down. I I'm, agree. I don't, I don't mean to add more to your to-do list, but really write down three things that you're grateful for. And at the end of the day, close it, close your day with writing down three things you're grateful for. Um, and see if that doesn't start flipping the script in your mindset and helping you sleep better, helping you feel less anxious, less depressed, less judgmental, all the, you know, all the things that we need to get. So write down, yeah, write down three things every day. And we're going to be sharing our three things on social media throughout the month. Um, And I'm excited to do that. And we would love for you to, you know, direct message us on social media at our account, Page of Our Lives podcast. Send us a picture of your gratitude list throughout the month. We'll post it if you you want us to. We'll share it on our social media. We'd love to share with our listeners all the different things that we're finding in our life to be grateful for. So this has been fun. I'm I'm already feeling more grateful for you <laughs> and for our listeners and for this show. It always helps me um, just be more thankful and grateful for what I have in my life. Yeah. So, all right. With that, we're going to say goodbye. We will see you guys next week. We have a special guest. So be sure to tune yes. in on, the, on November 8th for that. And we will see you guys then. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Well, that closes the chapter on another episode of The Page of Our Lives. Curious where to find the things we mentioned on our show? Check out our show notes. They're at our website, pageofourlivespodcast.com. If you liked today's episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a rating or a review in your podcast player. And be sure to follow along with us on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us there at Page of Our Lives Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.